Get over it here. Good morning. Good morning. Today is the 30th day of August. August is almost over. The year is 2023. And this is Daybreak Live. A little Bible study in the morning. Uh-oh. I almost messed up. All right, now, here we go. Very welcome. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. We overslept this morning and didn't get up and go walking because we got in late last night, but we sang for New Middleton Revival. And it was good. Good revival. And uh, praise the Lord for that. We're going to sing, I could sing of your love forever. And we may sing this forever. Over the mountains and the sea, your river runs with love for me. I will open up my heart and let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hand, for I will always sing when you're looking down. Your river runs with love for me, and I will 
let the healer set me free. I'm happy to be in the truth, and I will daily lift my hand, so I will always see when your love came down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> huh? That was old. That was my and you know what? Favorite song as a kid. Hey, and she was the, the one that used to, she was the racist all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, we got in the middle of the song, and I remember, oh, I feel like dancing. And I'm like, uh-oh. Did you panic? Just a little bit. Yeah, and I'm sitting there trying to go ahead and think, okay, how do, how do we do that? Does <laughs> it go to an E minor or an F minor? F sharp minor? What does it go to? Yay. And the spirit led. That's good. My memory, guys, my memory. Pray for my memory. Emily's a little ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo biloba. So, got some great comments from you guys. Internet is really bad for some reason. Might have to tune in later. Okay, Kathy. Well, it's good for you to be here when you can. You know we love you. Actually, somebody asked us about you, Kathy. I guess it was Diane. Said I ain't seen I ain't seen Kathy in a while. Is she okay? But uh, then I saw comments from you this morning, so I knew you were there. So yesterday we were talking about, I, w I wanted some input from you guys, and so many of you great gave great input about why Americans are so depressed when other people seem not to be uh, in poorer areas, areas of the world. And most of you commented like the same things that we would say as well. Um but I wanted to read this one. This one would kind of sum up what most of the people were saying. Uh, it's from Rachel O'Brien. says, I feel like American materialism puts us in a perpetual state of discontent. Discontentment distances us from gratitude, sometimes allowing depression to manifest. And then we get, our, get to thinking that our health comes from our stuff rather than from him and our eyes are fixed on the wrong thing it's a cycle and it reminds me of the first line in graves into gardens i searched the world but i couldn't find me man's empty praises treasures that fade are never enough so that kind of sums up what each one of you guys said which i agree with i just wanted to hear it from you guys uh, that, you know, American materialism, it does, it puts us in a state of continual, uh, wow, I like my truck, but man, I like that truck better. Look at his truck. Ooh, I like my house, but ooh, look at that house. I like that house better. And it's almost like we can never become content because as Mel Gibson said, and I agree with Mel, the more, the more we feed the flesh, the bigger the black hole becomes. The more we give to it, right? The amazing thing, how can you separate that is to just stop it and give away. Quit consuming and start giving away and you will find more joy. I guarantee you'll find more joy. All right, guys, let's jump now into, we ended up yesterday talking about verse 16, that in every way a man's, this, this proverb is just true in every way you can think about it. 
but a person's gift makes room for him. It opens doors. And we talked about that yesterday, and that brings us to verse 17. Let's throw that on the board. Lord, be with us as we study your word this morning. And at whatever time people study and listen to this Bible study, Lord, may you bless them, touch them, and encourage them. In the precious name of Yeshua, Jesus, our King. Amen. All right, verse 17 says, The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. Now, I happen to be someone who loves debate. I love it. Uh, I love to hear smart people debate. I like, of course, when I talk about debate, mostly I'm talking about scripture debate, Bible debates, theological debates. I love to listen to scholars debate issues. Uh, and this, this proverb is so true uh, that... You know, when the first makes his case, you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And then the next one makes his case, and you're like, uh, no, I think you're right. <laughs> and it's the same way in our life. I mean, the first one who pleads his call seems right till another steps up. This is why we have uh Defense attorneys and prosecutors, right, in the court of law. I mean, these are the kinds of scriptures that law bases. Okay, we need to hear both sides of the story. A jury needs to hear both sides, and you need to hear it very clearly. And you need to be able to make your case. Uh, because if you don't hear the other side of the story, your judgment is going to be off. Now, before we move on from this proverb, I want to say the same thing is true about studying the Word. This is why I encourage you to read the Word of God. You know, Daybreak uh, actually was a suggestion from Kathy Thigpen that launched Daybreak years ago. And here's the point. When all you do is go to churches and you hear the person preach, you get ideas. He preaches ideas. And there, if there's anointing on the preacher, which is good and you need anointing, you're hearing him and you think he's right. Well, maybe he is. Hopefully he is. But can I say this? And I, I say this without hesitation. No preacher, no pastor, no Bible teacher has the authority to go beyond the word of God. None. And if you don't read the Word of God yourself, you do not know. Because people have opinions. We all have opinions. And sometimes over a period of time, our opinions get spoken like it's Bible. And it may be Bible, and it may not be Bible. And that's why it's very important for you to listen to the Bible. I've said, and so the one who makes his call seems right till another steps up and pleads his case. And so when we read the, the apostles, like for me, I'm like, well, okay, I hear your teaching. That's pretty good, but I'll trust Peter over you. 
I'll listen to Simon Peter more than you. I'll listen to the Apostle Paul more than you. I mean, I know you're making your case, and I understand what you're saying, but I think I'll trust James. <laughs> I'll trust Luke. I'll take their word. I'll trust Jesus. Amen. I'll take his word over yours. Amen? And so just be sure that as you walk this walk called faith, you have the great privilege of having the Bible at your fingertip, especially Americans. You've got the Bible in your language. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. And for most people, on their phone, on our phone. You got it on your phone. Which means we always have it with us and available to read. Hey, I can just go tick, tick, tick. Punch play, and I can just listen. I can put on headphones, just listen to the Bible be read to me. I can just listen to it. You're going to listen to something. You're going to watch something. Give your heart and mind to the Holy Scripture, the Word of God, and let God change your mind on issues. And then, uh, you you know, you won't, you won't fear people when they're going down wrong paths. All right, verse 18. Casting lots causes contentions to cease and keeps the mighty apart. Now, we've talked about casting lots on here before. Casting lots is part of Bible literature. It was highly regarded in Israel. It was highly regarded in this day that the Bible is being written. And uh, there's a lot of different debates on people with people in the know on exactly what it was. And the best I can tell from reading all of the smart people is nobody really knows exactly what it's like. But I said that to say this. We can get something out of this, okay? So sometimes people say, Brother Scott, is it a sin to cast lots? I could not. See, for me to say it would be a sin to cast lots is to go beyond Scripture. And I would not say that it's a sin to cast lots Mm -hmm. because it is in the Bible, even in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this. After the day of Pentecost and receiving of the Holy Spirit, and I've shared this already in the past, but after the reception of the Holy Spirit, we have something that they did not have until the day of Pentecost. We have the constant Holy Spirit with believers, with the church now, who leads us and guides us into truth, who steers us clear, who opens a door. And therefore, it is my opinion that we don't need casting of lots anymore we can listen to the Holy Spirit. But now that being said, this proverb gives us a wisdom. What was casting lots in that time? Casting lots is a third party. It's like, okay, there's a contention here. Would you be willing? Okay, the contention, they're fighting, they're battling. Okay, let's cast lots. And if you'll go by the lot and I'll go by the lot, then it'll cause contentions to cease. It'll keep the mighty apart. The warriors will not go to war. The contention can be settled by the third party. And so with that understanding, how this is used in this proverb can speak to third parties speaking into your life. Sometimes there's contention and you get an outside opinion to step in, Right? And if you're willing to listen, it can cause contentions to cease. So 
while in its context we're talking about casting lots here, understanding understanding the spirit of this, that the casting of lots was the third party. It was the other side. It was like, okay, let's see what the fates say, according to who you were. If you were Jewish, you'd say, let's, let's leave it up to God, and you cast lots, and whatever that lot was, you trusted that that was God's opinion on the matter. And so... I think today you can still make third party. Go ahead. This because let's say you got uh, your kids in the car and you know one of them wants to go eat here and one of them wants to go eat there <laughs> and you want to be unbiased. Pick a number. And so it's like, okay, well, we're going to, like Megan said, pick a number. We'll flip a coin or we'll cast a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and whichever one it falls to, that's where we'll go. And the argument ceases because nobody picked mm -hmm. your choice over their choice. Exactly. There was no favoritism, no bias. It was... Amen. I don't like to use the term luck of the draw, but it was, you know. But it I is. Heads, we go to McDonald's. Was, tails, we go to the Mexican. Sure. And then you have, <laughs> and you have to stick. And the only way that works is if you're willing if you, to stick to the decision. Exactly. Because if you're flipping, anyone's go like, eh, it said McDonald's. It's like, we're going to Mexican anyway. It's yeah. like, okay, then why did you even do that? Just make the decision. Yeah. You know? That's mom in the car says, I'm not going to McDonald's. <laughs> I just wanted you to feel like maybe you had the chance to go to McDonald's. Right, that's not enough. If, you're, if your choice is Veto. McDonald's, you may as well not. If Lisa's McDonald's. in the car and the choice is McDonald's, is McDonald's, she's not going. Which could be a, 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 it made me think of a spiritual lesson of the Lord still has the right to veto our uh, casting of He does. Amen. You know what I mean? He does. And, you know, to me, this is the third party for me. I mean, it, it sincerely is. It's like... Uh, you know, if we sat down, me and any of you brothers and sisters, we sit down with the Bible, we'd probably find things that we see different in the Bible. We'd be like, yeah. you know, to the end, at the end of it, I, I, here's my teaching, here's my feeling. I'm not going to twist the Word of God, okay? Let's let the Word of God veto both of our opinions. I think maybe it's this, you think maybe it's that, but here's what it says. <laughs> here's what it says, right? All right. <laughs> I like that, Philip. What Philip say? Philip says, "Hands we go to Mexican, tails we go to Mexican. Let fate decide." <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, bro. That's how it is in our car, by the way. Nineteen. We're just always going to Mexican. One I think it's because of the chips they give you at the beginning. One more thing on the lot thing, I, and I do realize that what we would do today is way different. Yes, than, it, than it then, is because one of the one of the most amazing episodes of the choosing of the lot to me is when there was sin in the camp you know mm -hmm. and they're like cast the lots and see Achan. bring all the tribes out see you know and the lot fell on Aiken and, and, on Aiken I mean, yeah you know and it's like wow I mean that am I remembering right they cast lots to see why the storm when Jonah was on the boat too yeah. They cast lots. They, and drew, it, they drew straws over whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. and they're like, uh-oh. Okay, dude, what'd you do? And he's like, well, man. Yep. I guess God yeah. found me out. He's like, it's yeah, me. God told me you, to go preach, and I'm like, not going to do it. Now that, you called, now that you called me out, I might as well confess. Yeah. <laughs> God, God is the reason this? Yeah. What do we need to do? Just throw me over the ship. Throw me in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, let's move on. 19. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. And contentions are like bars of castles. I wonder why, but we can allow ourselves to 
to get more offended in family disputes. That's why I named this. This is the proverb. I named this today, family feud. <laughs> family feud. Now, today we have a show called Family Feud that I was watching when I was a kid. Still going on even today, I believe. But, uh, and it's just a fun thing, you know, fun game show. But family feuds are not fun. Are not fun. Amen. Family feuds in the Bible are not fun. I particularly think of uh, Esau, Esau and Jacob. Jacob. That's why I almost sung Jacob's song. We, we wrote a song about that family feud a little bit. But I was thinking about Rebecca, and Rebecca, I mean, when, when, when Esau and Jacob are in the womb, they're arguing. They're fighting in the womb. And Rebecca's like, man, why is this going on? And God speaks to her and said, he said, two nations are in your womb. Two manner of peoples are going to come forth. And so Esau comes forth first, but guess who's got his heel? Jacob's got his heel, and he's like, uh-uh, nuh-uh. And, he's, and, and the, there's a struggle from then on until, and, and, we, and, and Esau's a daddy's boy, and Jacob's a mama's boy, right? And there's always contention. There continues to be a contention until Jacob gets Esau's birthright. And it happens, right? And then Esau is going to kill Jacob. And he ends up fleeing and he's, he's running. Uh, but he's got the birthright now and he's got the right now. And, and God even said that. God even said that when he was talking to Rebecca. He said that the elder shall serve the younger. Mm -hmm. Now, ultimately, this plays out in the lineage of Yeshua, Jesus, who is going to rule the entire world. So the elder is definitely going to serve the younger. But when, but when you look at peoples in the Middle East, you're talking about Ishmael and Isaac, okay? And then you're talking about Esau's people and Jacob's people. And Esau's people, what we call Edom today, it's the land of Jordan today. And even when you're reading end time scenarios, the land of Jordan escapes most of that. It's kind of amazing how that takes place. But... That being said, family feuds are awful, <laughs> and uh, it cannot be it cannot be helped except through prayer through the prayers of Jacob. Jacob, you know, leaves for twenty years. He comes back and he wrestles with the angel, and now his name is changed from Jacob, the deceiver, the supplanter, to Israel. The one who wins, strives with God. He won with God. He strove with God and he won. And his name becomes Israel. And Israel becomes the, the uh, name of a man who becomes the name of a nation. And so, there we go. I guess that's all we need to say there. It's, it's harder to win, but God can still overcome. And through prayer, when he sees Esau again, and Esau is coming to kill him and his family, but then when he sees Jacob, God changes his heart. Well, also that other proverb about the giving of gifts plays in because Jacob Jacob was gifts sending gifts over and over to make room for himself. It's like, 
Give this to my Lord Esau. Send this to my Lord Esau. <laughs> You're right. You know, big brother's coming to kill us. I let go, and now you you line up behind him. Once he gets those gifts, now you show up with more gifts. <laughs> Once he gets those, those gifts, you show up with more gifts. Uh, but Esau still wanted to kill him until he saw him. Yeah. I mean, the way I read it is like. And then he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. God can reconcile where it's impossible with people. It's hard to turn your back on an old womb mate. <laughs> uh -huh. An old womb mate. That's good. That's good. All right, verse 20. Look at the time. Oh, we're over. We got to cut off right there. Boom. Hey, look there. I see Bigfoot Tree Service on here this morning. Bigfoot Tree Service is on here? That's my son-in-law and his brother, speaking of brothers. Uh, and they work well together. <laughs> <laughs> and so, they'll come cut your trees if you need them. cut your trees and make it look like they were never even there except the tree be gone. So, Grind up uh, all of your limbs. So if you need some of that service, let us know. And uh, also, please be praying for them. That's a very dangerous line of work they've chosen. Amen. And I pray the Lord blesses it, keeps them safe. Amen. Thank you for being here. I hope that there's no family feuds out there in Daybreak Land. Uh, but there, if there is, Daybreak Land, if there is, oh, like a game. it is a game, Daybreak Land, but if there is a family feud, hey, let's talk to the Lord about it, okay? Pray, 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 and then when you feel like you've prayed all you can, pray some more. Talk to God. He can fix anything. God can fix anything. Is there anything that's too hard for the Lord? No, there isn't. Ah, love you guys. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. We'll jump off. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And God bless all the womb mates. That's right. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Lord willing. Bye.